All right, friends, we have Marie Larson with Vibrant Life Consulting back on the program today. And I'm so excited, as I said in our last episode together, that I was going to do a brain spotting episode with her or a session, I should say. And so I want this episode on the podcast to discuss more about what is brain spotting, why is Marie doing this, and what are the breakthroughs that she's seen with her clients. Welcome to Created to Thrive. I'm your host, Lori Snyder. If you desire a deeper connection with God, want to know your value and purpose, then you, my friend, are in the right place. I will teach God's word in a simple and practical way to equip and empower you to become who he created you to be because you were created to thrive. Welcome back, Marie. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. This is going to be fun. Yeah. Why don't you remind our listeners about who you are and what you do for your business? Yeah, absolutely. So I started Vibrant Life Consulting in 2018, um, really born out of a a passion to help the helpers uh, to thrive. Um, Anybody who is pouring out their life into other people as their entire business or as their entire life calling, whether it's being a mom or it's somebody who's in leadership somewhere in ministry, somebody who's a teacher, a nurse, um, a counselor. Um, I love working with counselors and just helping them through their heart stuff because we all have you know, junk from here to heaven. We might as well work on it. Yeah. And the more we work on it, the more we can help other people. Um, one of my things I love to go against and I have a soapbox about is the lie and ministry and leadership that you're supposed to be done having your own problems when you're helping other people. So um we all have stuff that we need to deal with it gets triggered at different times and so that's what i love being that resource for people that's confidential that's outside of their normal circle that they can go to when they need a tune-up when they need an adjustment so to speak um and and figuring out stuff that they're struggling with because who do you talk to when you're the leader of the ministry or you're the leader of of whatever you know yeah and so that's what i like to be for people that's yeah. right. Yeah. And leader, we throw that word out and we think, oh, I'm not a leader. Well, yeah, you are. You're mm-hmm. a leader in your household, in your family, in your business, mm-hmm. in your job, in your community, whatever yeah. area, you're a leader in some way, shape, or form. And you need someone to come alongside and help you. And that's what I love. What you do is you create a very safe place for people, because I think when you talk about the emotions and you talk about the heart, right, it gets real messy and people don't like myself. We don't want to be vulnerable because we have been told vulnerability equals weakness, which is a complete lie. And we can only have intimacy with someone when we're vulnerable. And that Mm -hmm. starts first with father God, Jesus, Holy spirit with our family members, our spouse, our siblings, our friends. And so why don't you share a little bit about that? What? Yeah. Like about vulnerability or yeah. 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 I, I, what I like to tell people is when you see, you know, a speaker get up and they actually like cry while they tell you a story or something like, do you immediately go, Oh my gosh, what a weak person. No, you're immediately drawn to them. You immediately feel connected. You feel like they're being authentic. You feel like they're being real. And usually those are our favorite speakers because we didn't feel like they had a plastered on face that was perfect. They're like, wow, they're a real human being. They have problems, they have feelings. And so I can relate to them. 
Yeah. And so, and when people, when I say that to people, they're like, oh yeah, that is how I feel. And I'm like, likewise, (laughs) when you cry and you're real and you're vulnerable, it actually connects you to other people. Granted, we want to be vulnerable with safe people and have good boundaries with people that aren't safe. And so, you know, that's, that's the growing is learning, like, who do you be vulnerable with? How do you open up slowly and gradually? So you build trust, the trust is earned. It's not just given. And so as you begin to test the waters with somebody, you start to realize, are they a safe person that I can be vulnerable with? If they are, then keep opening up, you know, if they're not, then move on (laughs) to somebody who is, or, or keep a level of boundary that allows you to feel safe while you're with them. Right. Well, and I think that presents uh, uh, an area that people think, or they, they believe that they need someone to help them in this healing and freedom journey, but who do they go to? And that's where I love the God connection for, for you is that, um, instantly I knew you were someone that I could share with, I could be vulnerable, but in a very safe way. So, uh, let's talk about triggers. Cause we mentioned this in our last podcast mm-hmm. about triggers and we hear people say, Oh, I got triggered. And it's yeah. always one of those things where we feel bad about ourselves because we got triggered, but you mm-hmm. have a different perspective of that. Yeah. Like I like to tell people like, yay for triggers. Like it's an opportunity for healing. Um, cause triggering is really, uh, like if you, if somebody was to touch your arm and all of a sudden you're like, ouch, and you realize, oh, I have a cut on my arm. I didn't realize it was there. Well, now that I'm aware of it, cause that's like getting triggered. It's you're like, somebody right. touches you in a, like does something that touches a wounded spot for you and you weren't aware it was even wounded and maybe until they touched it and you're like oh now that I know this cut is there I can address it I can put salve on it I can bandage it I can help it to heal yeah and it's the same thing with triggering we don't need to feel shameful when we get triggered everybody gets triggered at some point you know that's when you get frustrated when you get angry you know um And once I have, once I've had a trigger hit in me, I'm often like, oh, hello, there's something unhealed. All right. Right. Now I know it's there. It's on the surface. Now I can go after it and heal it. So the next time I get bumped like that, it's not going to even face me because I can heal it. I don't just have to learn how to avoid my triggers. I don't just have to get mad at anybody that touches me and triggers me. It's really, it's not their fault. It's my wound. They didn't create the wound, even the vast majority of the time. Yeah. I didn't necessarily create the wound, but I'm, it's my life. I have to deal with it and I am responsible to deal with it. I can't make it everybody else's responsibility to deal with my wounds. I get to do that. I'm responsible and I get to own that. And so once I realize there's a trigger, I can go after, like, I can contact a friend or a mentor or a counselor and say, Hey, I realize I got something. Can you help me work through it? Right. Right. And that's what I love to do for people. And, and you do that really well. And I, I have found that there's, there's people within the faith community though, when they get triggered, instead of reaching out for someone like yourself and being vulnerable, they tend to say, I'm just going to figure this out and I'm going to go in the word and I'm going to search the scriptures and find it. And I'm just going to confess I'm going to just renew my mind by quoting scripture, but we're to do it spirit and truth. And I've done it both ways to where I'm like, I'm just going to bulldoze through and I'm just going to make these scriptures come alive in my heart. 
But what I have found is we only know in part and see in part, and we have blind spots and we need someone that has a different perspective to say, oh, what about this? And what about that? And help uncover the hidden areas of our heart that we don't even recognize. Can you speak on that? Yeah, because it's that whole thing. God didn't give any the um, all the spiritual gifts to any one person on purpose, because He did not create us to be lone wolves and to ride on our own, so to speak, and be a lone ranger. Like a lone ranger is a dead ranger, and um, a lone soldier is a dead soldier. Like you're supposed to go in a unit, and the Lord put us in families. And if your human family is not very good, He then often puts us in spiritual families, right? gives us spiritual moms, dads, siblings that help us to grow. Um, I, and I don't want to discount, like if you have an intellectual wound, you may be able to find an intellectual healing through the scripture and the Lord can totally heal you one-on-one. He's done it many times for me. However, there's a phrase like wounded in relationship, healed in relationship. Mm. And there's very often that when you've had wounding in relationships, it actually takes relationships with other people in order to heal. And the Lord will purposefully only heal you in some sense when you step into and risk and go and get into a human relationship with another person, whether it's a mentor, whether it's a friend, whether it's a counselor. Yeah. And you enter that relationship and you then realize like, okay, this was unhealthy in relationship and here's how to do it healthy in relationship Um, because he's trying to restore connection. And if he does it when we're alone, then we're going to think, Hey, I don't need anybody. Yeah. And that's the opposite of what he's trying to teach us. Yeah. That's really good. And I don't want to discount the word at any, all I, what what I'm seeing is, and I, and I've been, there's been several people in my life lately that are just trying to, um, make faith work, but yeah. they're, they're just spinning. And I can relate to that. Cause I've done that for many years with moving so much. Mm. I always felt alone, like, okay, now I'm on my own. I got to do this, but I can, you know, search the scriptures and, and we've been given the Holy spirit who's our helper. Mm-hmm. And I don't discount that at all, but what I, what you're saying is so vital. And so thank you for that. Yeah. Um, Let's do the time. Let's move into brain spotting because I talked about this last time that I um, want you to share because it's a concept I had never heard of and I was instantly intrigued. So why don't you explain what it is and why you do it? Yeah. So um, I found out about brain spotting through a friend and was immediately intrigued because I'm a little bit of a brain nerd. I love brain science stuff um, (laughs) because the Lord created is so complex. I find biology like worshiping God and praising him because whenever I study biology stuff, it's like we are so created, so incredibly complex and amazing. Only God could have done this. Right. And we've been studying the brain for hundreds of years, and we're still just scratching the surface of, of understanding it. Um, and so brain spotting came out of a therapy called EMDR, uh, which stands for eye movement desensitization and reprocessing. EMDR is an older therapy, but it's just maybe it recently started to become more mainstream and widely accepted. Brain spotting has been around for about 15 years. Um, A guy named David Grand came up with it. Um, He was an EMDR therapist and uh, made a discovery Uh, while he was working with a a figure skater who was having trouble doing the triple loop. And it was, it was kind of like a mental block for her because she was a good skater, but she just could not complete and do the, the triple loop. 
So they'd been working on this for a while. She had different traumas they had worked on. And part of brain spotting and EMDR is that you use bilateral stimulation. So that can look like in different forms in brain spotting, we often use bilateral stim music that fades from left to right because it's activating both hemispheres of the brain, which has a calming containment effect while you're talking through whatever the negative emotion is, okay? And so he was, um, he was doing it in EMDR with, um, they'll have your eyes follow their fingers and they'll keep crossing the midline because that activates both hemispheres of the brain. So as he was doing that, he said he, he felt like somebody grabbed his hand and stopped it. And this girl, while she held that eye position, she just started rapidly processing a trauma that she had never talked about with him before. And it just was spilling out of her. And he was like, wow, what is happening? So he just went with it, held that position for the rest of the session. And she went out after that session and did a perfect triple loop. Like she was able to complete it. And so he realized like he, that he was onto something. So the idea with brain spotting is that where you look determines what part of the brain that you will access and therefore how you will feel. And so um, if you've ever seen somebody in conversation, like our, our eyes are always moving around while we're talking, but they'll, sometimes what you'll see is somebody keeps going back to the same place the same eye position while they're talking to you. Well, a lot of times what is happening is they're accessing a certain part of their brain to talk about that with you, or they are resourcing themselves and maybe going to a calm part of their brain um, while they're talking to you about something that they're nervous about potentially, okay? And so there's different ways that we unconsciously use um, this to help ourselves. Um, and so brain spotting, what you do is you find where there's negative emotions trapped in the brain and the body, and you, you use eye positions and holding those eye positions to kind of like, if your eyes are a cursor in the brain, to kind of double click on that part of the brain and open it up and prop the door so that what is in there can come out. So body sensations, memories, emotions, it's kind of like lancing a wound and letting the infection out so that people can heal. Um, and one of the things I loved about the brain spotting community is how healthy they are in recognizing that we're all human. We all have negative emotions trapped in our brain and body in different places and ways. Um, and that that's not a weakness. That doesn't mean you don't understand enough or you don't know enough. It's just physiology. You know, mm -hmm. this is how our body works. Yeah. Um, and so it's really, it's been fun to work in that realm because of the healthy mindset of like, Hey, if you get triggered by your client, cause they're another human being and you're a human being, like, just go get a brain spotting session on it. Okay. You know? So I love that about them, but brain spotting, you're going to access whatever emotion it is, find an eye position where your neurology is telling you there's negative emotions trapped in the brain. And there's different ways that we do that through watching the neurology, through watching how they react as we check their field of vision. And then it, um, you kind of let the brain do its thing. And it's kind of like an unwinding process is, is started. Um, like old telephone cords, you know how they would get all curled up yep. and you had to like hold them and they would do this long <laughs> unwinding process until it was finally unraveled. Right. That's really what you're allowing the body to do is start this unraveling process to release that emotion. Um, and brain spotting is really like, hey, 
people who've gone through trauma, yes, they have difficult stuff they need to work through, but they're also very resilient people because of what they've gone through. And so we can trust them to be able to get through the process of healing. And so um, brain spotting is very much, if the person is willing, we can go straight at the pain. And that might be intense for the moment, but um, the, the idea is the emotions go up and down while you do the process. But the idea is that if you allow it to keep going, it goes like this until it has unwound and it's released. Okay. And then there's a lot of healing that can come from that. Right. If it is too intense for the client, we do have ways to draw it back and use resource models that kind of dial it down a notch so that people can access it without it being overwhelming. So wherever somebody's at on the spectrum of that, mm-hmm. we can help them go at it in a way that is comfortable for them. Another benefit about brain spine that's different from other therapies is that you don't necessarily have to verbally process it with the person. Right. And so military people like this and, and other people that just maybe aren't verbal processors or even don't know how to verbally process it. Um, because you, you may still go through the memory in your head, but if you don't feel like telling me what the memory is, you don't have to. Sure. And your, your brain will still do what it needs to do to heal. Um, and there's something about that that happens with brain spotting where sometimes we can use it, they call it in like a diagnostic way where you are maybe having a reaction in the present and you have no idea why you're having this reaction in the present. It doesn't fit the situation. It's bigger than the situation in front of you. And you're like, something's going on here. With brain spotting, there'll be this spider webbing sometimes that rapidly happens where your your conscious mind does not remember everything, but your subconscious does, remembers everything. And so your subconscious will kind of pull those files essentially and say, hey, this is all connected. And it'll bring it to your conscious mind. And you're like, oh my gosh, I've had this happen to me in brain spotting sessions. I'm like, I had no idea that was, my brain was connecting this to this, but now it completely makes sense why I'm reacting like that. Well, now I can go back and heal whatever that is, bring Jesus into it, bring truth into it. And then I can um, have that resolution in the present as well. And so that's just the cool thing about how our brains work. God made us so amazing. Yeah. I think you were talking about like spider webbing, like it's kind of like spider webbing that the process Mm -hmm. of the thinking. Yeah. It just like connects the dots. Yeah. And I love that because that's always a phrase that I love to use. And I know with, with you, when I did my session, you know, we, we had a topic that we were specifically um, talking about and focusing on. And I just remember when you were moving, you know, the, the wand, uh, the, the, the device that you were holding up yeah. to find where my eyes were, were going to be, you know, situated. Um, it was interesting that all that emotion that came up just in that one area and I'm sure there's listeners like that are like me that I have a hard time identifying my emotions just yeah. because I was learned to, I, I was taught to stuff them and mm-hmm. I learned to just ignore them, but then they would all of a sudden bubble up and then I would explode and I would get passive aggressive and angry or whatever it would be. Yeah. <laughs> and so there's definitely a healthier way. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, um, and that's the benefit of it is when you aren't even sure what's going on, when you tap into it with the brain spotting, it'll often surprise people how much comes up to something that they maybe thought was already done or dealt with, um, or it brings them back to something that they would have never guessed, like that that was the, 
the first domino, I call it like, right, you know, right. that started this process. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I really, because of my training and what I've gone through with knowing different types of prayer ministry, like I will bring the spiritual aspect into it too, when I feel prompted by the Holy Spirit. Um, and so as I'm doing the brain spotting, I'll bring in my training spiritually. And if yes. I feel prompted, say, okay, Lord, what is that pain they're experiencing? Or yes. what do you want to say? What lies did they believe in this? And, and I'll go into adding some of that, which yes. is really fun because then you've got the physiology online, the emotions and the spiritual, yeah. um, cause we're physical, emotional, spiritual bodies. You can't yes. separate those things. Um, and our culture tries to like, well, this is a physical problem. This is an emotional problem. This is a spiritual problem. And it's like, ah, they're all connected. You know, yes, yes, we go at them in, you know, physical ways, emotional and spiritual, but I'm like, let's talk about the whole person. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, and, and I remember you asking me, how was my body feeling? We were recognizing where am I carrying stress? Because mm -hmm. we all carry stress and we just have a, an unhealthy coping of dealing with that stress, but we yeah. would physically, I would physically tell you, these are the areas specifically for me and my body. And then yeah. as we progress through, it was lightening. It was so less and less to where you feel light afterwards. Like, yeah. Oh, I just had like a massage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, cause we'll, we'll take trauma or we'll take uh, stress and we tuck it in different parts of our body. Yeah. So, you know, some people will carry it in their shoulders and in their neck. Some people will carry it in their gut. Some people will carry it in um, tension in their arms or legs or, you know, um, or headaches or it's just every person is different where they stuff it. Yeah. Um, and we do it without even realizing it because our bodies are trying to handle the load yeah. of the stress. And it's like a circuit breaker. When it gets overloaded, it blows a circuit somewhere. But yeah. where the circuit blows is going to be different depending on the person Yeah, and where your weak spot is that blows continually. Whenever there's a problem, that's where it blows, you know, and that's where the, the it gets flipped. The switch gets yeah. flipped. Um, yeah. And so that we bring that online and we'll talk about that when we do sessions as well, because that physical piece will often show us something that's going on emotionally or spiritually. Right. Right. Um, and it's yeah. a good measure. Yeah. Well, and it's such a great tool and, and, you know, it's spirit and truth. So you have the foundation of God's word and your identity in Christ, and you take people to the Holy spirit to say, okay, Jesus, what's going on that we need to know. So you can tap into the mind of Christ mm -hmm. and have breakthrough that way. But you really then give people tools to be able to move forward then and recognize, oh, here's where we're at here's what I need to do because it is a process and healing and freedom is a process. And it's a continual process. Cause we go from, you know, level and uh, to different levels. Yeah. So how can someone get connected? Oh, were you gonna say something? Well, I just, I was going to touch on what you were saying about unhealthy coping strategies that people have yeah. um, because everybody is different. There's some people that um, go into stuff we consider more extreme and like drugs or alcohol um, sometimes there's the less extreme of like, well, I just smoke or I just do pot or, you know, I just, um, there's cutting, there's porn, there's eating disorders, there's Shopping. shutting down, there's perfectionism, what? Shopping. I don't, Shopping. But, yeah, but yeah. People, spending, a lot of people shop. No, seriously, spending addictions, gambling, 
all of these, what all these things have in common is that they trip stuff in the brain and they bring like feel good hormones in the brain that happen that um, many times gives a wipe. It, it creates this wipe in their emotions and mm. it, like a numbing out. Yep. But in the moment it feels like, oh, that just solved my emotional problems. I no longer feel bad. This is true for eating disorders, cutting porn, you know, drugs, um, uh, shopping, gambling, like all these different coping mechanisms. It could be cleaning obsessively or yep. exercising obsessively. All these things create yep. this wipe that numbs you out for the second. And you're like, oh, now I feel better emotionally. But the problem is it only lasts for a short amount of time. And then often what the enemy does is he's like, here, this will fix your problem. And then he piles on the shame, like, oh, you horrible Christian. I can't believe you just did X, Y, Z. Um, you know, you should just go eat worms and never do anything for the kingdom, you know? <laughs> and so that's the double bind he tries to put us in to rip us apart. And, yeah. But if we can deconstruct it and realize like, why am I doing this coping thing? What emotion am I trying to cover? then you can like actually deal with the emotion, deal with the wound. And then you're not going to have that obsessive need or, or trigger of using that whatever to fix the problem. Right. And that's so important. And we, we have to recognize that the emotions really are up here, but they're, they're trying to get us to that deep desire, that longing of our heart that we need filled. And so people do go to different coping to try and fill that desire. And you have to look at what is that unmet desire that is not being filled. And then you go to the source, which is the Lord to give you yeah. that desire to fill you with it and then help you, you help people get, get tools to then build upon that as they go forth in their journey. Yeah. I'm all about equipping people, not just being like the answer girl, I want to teach them how to interact with the Lord. I want to teach them how to hear the Lord. I want to teach them, here's the tools of how to forgive. Here's the tools of how to get rid of lies. Here's how to get rid of generational stuff. So that at 2 a.m. when the enemy starts hammering you and I'm not available, um, you can grab that tool, use it with the Lord and go after it. Yeah. Um, you know, that's what I love to do is equip the body of Christ of like, look, we have authority, we have identity, let's use it yes. and let's clean out our houses so that we can be more efficient, effective. So we're not getting bullied and beat up by the enemy um, where we're not able to do our calling, you know? Yeah. yeah. So. so good. Well, I know I've benefited from it so much and how can people, so people listening right now, how can they get in touch with you and even just do a discovery call to see, would this yeah. even be a good fit? Yeah, um, absolutely. So you can uh, go to my website, vibrantlifeconsulting.com. You can email me, Marie at vibrantlifeconsulting.com. Um, I do like a free, min a free 15 minute discovery call where you can ask any questions that you have, kind of let me get to know you. You can get to know me a little bit and see if we're a good fit for each other. Um, and just ask whatever you need to before scheduling. Um, and so the way to get a hold of me is just that email or that website. Um, uh, to find out more. Um, I do have a YouTube channel as well. If you search uh, um, Vibrant Life Consulting, I have some YouTube videos that people can look at as well to um, just discover if it's a good fit for them. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Marie. It's been a pleasure. And I know I'll have you back on the podcast so we can yeah. dive into some other topics because I love what you say that you do. It's called prayerapy. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I, a friend coined the term therapy to just, I was like, how do I describe what I do? It's not, it's different from anything. Um, and so I don't do straight prayer ministry, which is more facilitating conversation with Jesus. I don't do straight therapy of advice giving and talk therapy. I do this mixture that uh, she called therapy. And I was like, yes, that's what I do. I'm kind of this halfway point between a counselor and a prayer minister. And um, so I love helping people walk in their journey and discipling them through that long haul. But I also, you know, I, I love bringing them to the feet of Jesus and saying, well, let's talk to him about it right now. Let's do yes. it. That's so good. I love that. And, you know, I am all about the foundations, giving people the right foundations. And you have to build upon that. You can have all the best tools in the toolbox, but if you don't have the right foundation, it's going to crumble. And so I love that we're the body and that we can work together to equip the body of Christ to fulfill what God has put in them to reach their full potential. So thank you so much, Marie. I will have all of that information in the show notes as well. So people can connect with you. And uh, so until next time, I just bless everyone. And just remember that there's hope and healing in any situation because you were created to thrive. God bless. Friend, I hope this podcast has blessed you. And now here is a way that you can really bless me in return. First of all, make sure you're subscribed to this podcast so you don't miss any episodes. And then go to Apple Podcasts, leave me a written review along with a five-star rating. This not only encourages me to keep going and producing these episodes, but it makes it possible for others to learn about this podcast as well. Then go ahead and take a screenshot of this episode or your review and then share it on your Instagram and Facebook stories and make sure you tag me at Lori K. Snyder. So then I can share you and my stories and then we can just be social together. Together we can reach more people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and this podcast helps make that possible to fulfill the Great Commission. Thank you so much and God bless.